interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What is up, Insomniacs? Welcome to another episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. As always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Cameron. And Matt. And we're live. I'm super excited. We're back. For today's show. It's been a good week. I'm back at school. Live. So it's been hectic. It's been busy. But something magical happened. Magical? Over this past Mystical? week. Mystical? All kinds of wonderful. I'm sure you already know. I told you. Yeah. I saw Top Gun for the first time. Yeah. And boy, oh boy. Can I just say that you ripped it apart a few times just based off of like captions on Clips, YouTube. And, memes. And gifs and other things. You, you, you were brutal to that movie a few times. Super but brutal. What did because, you think? Because they would show pictures of uh, Iceman, Val Kilmer's character, yeah. with those goofy-ass frosted tips. And I'm like, who watches this? But were, of they, course, were they frosted in the movie? No, they weren't frosted. What were they? With blonde hair. Blonde hair. It's just okay. blonde hair. Was it spiked? Yeah. Okay. But the volleyball uh, scene especially got memed really hard for yeah. my generation. Oh, boy. You guys were fucking brutal at calling it a whole bunch of... It uh, was a homoerotic fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people flexing, no shirts, guys slapping each other on the ass. None of that occurred. A lot of locker room scenes. But I will say I saw I sat down and I was like, you know what? I've only seen clips of this movie. I've seen a lot of it in clips. But it was time to watch the whole thing all together. Yeah. And holy fucking shit. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah. It's 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 actually a great fucking movie. Because you know me. I'm a sucker for these 80s movies that have the montages and the synths in the background. Yeah. And Top Gun does such a good job with the fucking... The 80s synthesizers when they're doing, like, suspenseful scenes, and it'll be like, on, like, those fucking, like a pheromone. Well, that's the 80s. That's all 80s rock. That's what it was. It's so crazy. And And that's the good part about it. Like, just fucking Kenny Loggins songs cutting in. Absolutely. The entire time. Kelly McGillis, you had the the good-looking Meg Meg Ryan, I mean, before she was Jokerface, and she she did get very she, plastique yes, later Unfortunately, on. she kind of messed with things. But, what'd you think of the movie overall? Dude, it's just, it's so much fun. Yeah. Like, how could you not enjoy it? Just like, there's so many things I like about it. The, how every pilot and spotter, or wingman or whatever, right, has exactly. their different helmets and they're designed like Merlin sure. has like uh, call call names. Yeah, has like what's your call sign? It's just so bad. Exactly, Iceman, Goose, Maverick, Mer- Merlin, like Slider, you said. Slider, Viper, Viper, Viper was Tom Skerritt. Yeah, Michael Ironside was in it too. It fucking it blows me away with like how some of the things. It's like one of those movies like uh, Rocky Four. Where if you have any sense of patriotism, it gets magnified times ten. Yeah, but that was another just a great movie everybody tore apart. But if you watch that movie, you actually sit down and watch it. That's when and you like America. With Rocky Four, you have to like America. Yeah, but you know what was great about the movies at that time? That's when MTV actually had music on it, <laughs> and they actually put music like I guess music. Music videos. makes those fucking movies. They had music videos in them. 
Yeah. And that's what was great about him, too. Rocky Four, Hearts on Fire. Oh, yeah. Where he's training in the fucking mountains. mountains yeah. Running in the snowshoes. You know, outrunning the Soviet yeah, car. Yeah, Drago getting the shot of steroids. He had Rocky going, you know, screaming his name. Lifting logs. Had the pitcher up on the window, and he'd rip it down toward the end and threw it down. With the fucking close-up. Oh, so 80s. Oh, yeah. oh, it was great, though, man. And Top Gun. Top Gun was before that movie, and it, it fucking killed it. It was a great, great and fucking movie. And that's what I was shocked, shocked about, because Tom Cruise, everyone knows now that he's a good actor but back then holy shit he oh, yeah. still had it still had it he was one of the biggest stars in the world he's been on top for fucking ever all the right moves we're talking you can go back to all his movies name another guy who could play a leading man then who can still play one now there's not many that's that's what i'm saying arnold was a leading man in the 80s yeah but he can't now do he's anymore. a 60 year old past governor like yeah he's chilling I mean, like we, any normal person we just watched tom cruise in fallout we both raved about the fucking movie climbing up ropes ropes out of helicopters cr- cracked his fucking ankle in half doing stunts and finish the scene and finish the scene he, he fucking killed it you know what he's a freak we're all gonna say that they're checking our garbage cans for his fucking stuff but to, every, ex- to but, every extent a lot of actors are freaks yeah but he's, daniel day lewis wanted to be called lincoln the entire time the entire time they're on set time. and he, he was like reading period piece newspapers yeah but he was the other guy when he got a call he'd answer his cell phone or he'd be in the what do they call that um where they were the food not concessions, but the where they the were spread getting, catering. Or, catering. He was out during catering. He's sitting there, you know, and he's eating an egg McMuffin or whatever. There's they, a they limit making to fun method of him. Acting. I mean, he's a great actor, one of the best of our generation. But do you really have to stay in character twenty four seven? Tom Cruise know. doesn't. No, Tom Cruise checks out as soon as the the camera cuts and he's back to loving Zenu. Yeah, but you know what? I really don't care. I don't I give a loved shit. That movie Fallout, and I the did. The best thing Scientology ever did was get Tom Cruise. Because he he yeah. makes him he makes me go. What are they doing over there? Yeah. Well, he made a lot of people think what they're doing over there. Yeah. But because here's the thing, of I course, of course, that, Scientology isn't keeping him young. Obviously, Scientology's a cult. But yeah, but he he's, he's getting the good side of it. He's getting a lot of support staff. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff you would never even believe. I mean, he how he eats, how he exercises, testosterone his, creams. Yeah, I mean his his regiment. From what I understand, it's like Tom Brady's another guy who doesn't fucking age, and it's just unbelievable. Well, Giselle was talking about how Tom Brady is always doing some form of like exercise, working out. Yeah, like so super hyper disciplined. Yeah, well that's what. I mean, to look that good forever and to stay in that shape forever. Speaking of a guy who doesn't do that. And, and, but well, I most mean, people don't. No. Just but, being. I mean, it's just amazing to me that they can pull it off for as long as they're pulling it off. And yeah, here's the thing people say about 80s movies. If you watch Top Gun, right, you're yeah, going to say it's times. cheesy. It is cheesy. Um, the music is dated. Sure. But it's the same reason, like, you could say that about famous music from that time. Yeah. Famous writings from that time. You could say it's all dated, but that's kind of why you go back and watch them. Yeah, but there's some on, of them are classics. That's why you put on Aerosmith. That's why yeah. you put on uh, Guns N' Roses so Van you Halen. can go back in Absolutely. time. Yeah, Van Halen. That didn't age well. It sounds sure. exactly like it, you came out of a fucking time Easy machine. Easy Cowboy. You know what I'm saying. It's a great, they are great music I from love that time. Jump. I great love Jump. Great album. Uh, I like Eddie Money, Two Tickets to Paradise. I mean, come You're on. You're reaching, but it's okay. What? <laughs> no, no, I understand. I, obviously, I'm not from that time. No. So, but I, I dabble where I can. But, but. 
Top Gun was such a good movie at the time. It made everybody want to be a fighter pilot. Everybody wanted to go fast. Everybody wanted to fucking ride a motorcycle, and everybody wanted to be Tom Dude, Cruise. That I'm very anti motorcycle, uh, just because yeah, I think they're you dangerous. Know how many bikes he sold. Watching him getting like with that aviator jacket on, sure. getting on the bike, I was like, "Fuck, I want, I want a Ducati now. Yeah. I want to go and pick up a fucking crotch rocket." Yep. Knowing <laughs> me though, I'd end up flying 27 feet into yeah, a near over the handlebars roadside ditch. I'd be like, "I'll <laughs> see you later, Cur- babe." Literally curbside. <laughs> Right? No, no, but it's true. But I mean, that movie at that time, again, Tom Cruise, Tim Robbins, Kelly McGillis, Val Val Kilmer Kilmer makes that fucking movie for me. Oh, yeah. Iceman. Oh, God. It's so good. Anthony Edwards, Tom Skerritt, Michael Ironside is Jester. I mean, come on, man. I mean, these were huge stars and they're just as huge now. And then, guys. A ton of actors. The scenes when uh, you lost that love and feeling, he sings it in the bar, and they all go fucking crazy. And I can see why it was like, iconic for the time. Like, ah. just seeing those, like, snapshots, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I bet people fucking loved that. That movie was in the movies forever. I worked at a movie theater in the 80s. It was in the theater for had to be six or eight months. I'm not sure the exact amount of time. It did a tremendous amount of business. It did so well. They're doing a sequel. You didn't know that, right? Like thirty years, thirty some years later. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing, right? People always talk about how movies back then. People like to use the term sheer propaganda. I disagree because I'm saying just because if they were selling that, something, but of course, of okay. course. Let's not pretend that during the time there wasn't a culture war going on. Sure. But at the same time, you can love it outside of those things. If you're not like completely buying into the American war no. machine, you can still enjoy Top Gun. But but here's the thing: it's popcorn, it's cotton candy. Exactly. You went in, you forgot about everything past the doors. You sat down, and guess what? You were immersed. That's what I was doing the first immersed. week. Of class. He's grabbing that stick, going, "Talk to me, goose. Talk to me, goose." I mean, I can, I haven't seen the movie in decades, and I can remember scenes constantly. That's why I don't think you like, gotta let go of it, sir. Obviously, Maverick, let go. Top Gun does toe the line between like propaganda and uh, being patriotic. Yeah, Be- just because everything, every shot is so American. It's just that I'm a hyper American, so when I see that, I just it's oozy. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I love seeing this. But it's just unbelievable. I mean, come on. And and, and the, it was the perfect time and yeah, I think because right, you, had, you had Russia that we weren't getting along with during the Cold War with Reagan. And they had they were fighting against MiGs in the open water. And I love the, how the planes had an ambiguous red star. Oh, sure. No no, no naming country. Just, no. <laughs> just and, and they all had visors. You yeah. noticed that too. The only guys you could actually see their faces were the Americans. And that's pretty much it. But, I mean, it was fucking great. Everybody loved that. And I think you're right. It's all about escapism with those movies. It is. Because no one's going to watch that and be like, this is an amazing piece of cinema. It deserves every single award in the book. It wasn't one in an Oscar. It's about fun, though. Yes. And I feel like that's a factor that the Academy Awards, even though they're trying to fix it, has still never recognized the fun factor. No. And fun factor really fucking matters because guess what? I watched that movie. What's that movie? The uh, Where they expose the giant pedophile ring spotlight. Spotlight. The one I just best, watched that yesterday. The one that won Best Picture. Yes. I, I watched that like a month ago and I was like, yes, it's an amazing movie. But. What do you mean but? There is zero fun factor in that movie. It's, it's a, a drama. such a good investigative a, exactly. piece. It's a heavy drama movie. It is. But you know what? It's funny you said that because I just pulled up. This is the 90th anniversary of the Academy Awards. So what I did is I'm an idiot. So I pulled up all 90 pictures. Thank you, uh, IndieWire. And they had all 90 posters. 
So I went through, and granted, there's a lot of great pictures in there, guys. A lot of them. Look at it. It's on Twitter. I even posted it with my picks. I think I picked 20 out of 90 pictures. And the criteria I had is I've watched them more than once. Now, I'm not saying there's not movies in there that aren't great. But to be honest with you, I love Schindler's List. I'm not watching it again. There's some movies that are amazing, but I'm just not going through it again. I felt like I was going to stroke, literally have a stroke after that movie was so stressful. But there were – We talked about that. After I saw Schindler's List, it's like The Penis. Yeah. After watching The Penis – That's such a great movie though. It's so harrowing. It is. The acting is so good, but it's just – So good. It's It's too stressful. Exactly. The acting is so good. Too stressful. The acting is so good that it wears you down. Absolutely. But there's pictures in there like Gladiator. You know I've watched that a million times, and Pat, and, and you have Dance Where's this the testosterone fuel? Yeah, but there's a ton of those. And I, there's other ones I've watched. The best, the uh, the best days of our lives. That's a 1940s war picture after World War II, where everybody came home and they they highlighted four. I think it was four soldiers when they came back. Black and white movie. Loved it. Watched it with my parents when I was a kid. And that's a movie that's occasionally on during Christmas. Uh, and I've watched that movie like four or five times. And there's a few like that, but. Here's my problem with the Academy Awards, and I'm not going to go into that whole other thing I've done on the podcast before. I don't think that they should have popular movie. I think they should have dramatic movie, horror, comedy, and then they should have science fiction. Let's give out an Oscar for each one of those. Uh, skip the whole political bullshit. I don't want to talk about that. You really want to make everybody into the Oscars because unfortunately – Do you think they need to account for the fun factor more? Well, if because that's a huge. If part you of put history. in, if you put in those four specifically, drama, horror, comedy, action, sci-fi, you put all those in where those could be actually instead of just best picture, and then you could do those. You could do those, and then an overall winning best picture. I'm okay with independent film. I'm okay with all that. But the problem is, is the, the shit they pick like. I picked 20 that I would watch more than once out of over 90 – this year, 90 films. Come on. Really? And I mean to be honest with you, I'm rare because I, a lot of guys your age group won't watch those black and white films. Your brother said a million times the, only the one sound quality is a, a freaking joke. The only one I can watch is 12 Angry Men. Great picture. And it's because it only takes place inside of one room. Exactly. And it was based on a play and it, and it was a play first and then he transmitted it over into a movie. With the biggest actors and the best character actors and formidable actors at that time. And then since then, it's been on Broadway on and off all the time. But f- fun more and more. Now that I'm so, like, when you add re- responsibilities to people's lives, you have less and less time for fun. Yeah. So that when you get to watch movies, when you get to indulge in entertainment, you want that fun factor. And I think that's something the Academy yeah, and, but you and can... film critics, they love to turn their nose up at the American public and go, these people are ba- – they don't understand the yeah. intrinsic value uh, I... of asking – wait, uh, let me let me no, lay no, it no, go ahead. Of asking hard questions. you got to really hard dive questions. in. And it's like, no, I actually think that the American public could, knows how to deal with those uh, I do too. hard themes, knows how to deal with those crazy films like Schindler's List and all that. But the problem is when they go to the movies, they want to see a nice, fun movie. Every once in a while, why? Why not? And Why that's, not? That's exactly what Top Gun exemplified for me. The whole time I was watching it, I couldn't stop smiling. How many times did you see it? Three. I watched it three times. I saw it once. Sure. Monday and just kept watching it throughout the week. Why not? Because it's just a great movie. It's very entertaining. Because you can just put it on at any scene and you're just having fun. 
Literally, there's only one somber scene in the movie. Yeah, when Goose dies. Yeah, that's it. And he's got to talk to Meg after that, and you know, and but that's the whole thing. After that, he completely redeems himself. Absolutely, and, and gains not that it was then. his fault to begin with either. He got caught in the in the wash of the plane, and he was trying to pull up and pull out, and he left his. The only thing that kept. I mean, going we back all have trouble pulling out sometimes. Yeah, but hey, but <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then, wow. Uh, <laughs> I got you gobsmacked. Really, a little bit. I had four kids, so I guess I had that problem too. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's just a great movie. And they're doing it again. And there's a ton of stars have signed up. Tom Cruise is back again. Gunpow- Jennifer Connelly's back. Val Kimmler's coming back. John Hamm. Miles My- My- Teller is going to be a main role. Ed Harris. I mean, look at the guys that are coming back. It's just amazing that he's put together a ton of stars that are going to be in this movie again. And I'm telling you what, if if it's as good as the last one, it'll do extremely well. If he puts the attention to detail and the script is as good as it was in Fallout, he's got another hit. I'm sorry. I'm worried. Are you worried that it won't live no, up to no, it? No, here's here's why I'm worried. Why? Tom Cruise is crazy and likes to do all of his stunts. He will. And now he's flying F5. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you don't know this. What? He's had his pilot's license for decades. When he actually, after he did Tom Top Gun, he actually, he's so fucking rich. There was an interview with Barbara Walters at that time in really? a hangar. Really? With all the planes he's flown. Really? Oh, yeah, you didn't know that. He knows how to fly? He knows how to fly. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Who is this man? It's like Superman. Dude, I think bet, about it. I bet if he you take him did, anywhere, he could probably like snowboard, play basketball. Just about anything. Because think I'm about that. We, he so did the jealous. halo jump, 30,000 feet, curvature of the earth. Well, and just he did with that, that you know he's in amazing shape. Absolutely. Yeah, and then what they tell you, you have to be in amazing shape because most people jump out of plane at that time, at that altitude, pass out. Yeah, and that's Kennedy. what they were saying. Was talking about that. We were watching a show, yep. Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill, and, he and if you're not in good enough shape, you don't know how to control your breathing. You, can you pass will the fuck pass out. the fuck out jumping out of a plane at that altitude. And not only does he do that, he was flying single prop, double prop, and jets back then. Yeah, so he's been doing it. Nineteen. When did it, what year did that movie come out? Nineteen eighty-six. So he's been flying. What is that? 30, 32 years. Okay, he was flying. If he was lying, he's been flying since then and riding on motorcycles. Think about that. He was riding a motorcycle on Top Gun. He just did it in Fallout. Went that is right over the- fucking tremendous. Think about it. Think about it. Now, you watched him in his young prime, yeah. and you, we just watched him in Fallout. Not much difference. Not much difference. No. It's pretty much the same guy. The only difference is he has his teeth fixed now. Yeah. He's, he's got the veneers before he had the- No, no, no veneers. No, no, They're uh, not veneers? Not veneers. It's his teeth? He got That's Invisalign? A- nope. He actually went old school and oh, had braces. Oh, I forgot. We pulled this up. Yeah, we did. He had full-on metal braces. Full-on metal braces because That's they, respectable, though. I like did. normal teeth. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis did that. Everybody. There's a lot of stars that did Kept that. A lot of normal people, fucking teeth. A lot of people were doing Invisalign. A lot of people did that, but he... No shame in the veneers, though. They look fantastic. startlingly amazing. Sure, but he, he had a bunch of dental work done, and he actually was in braces for a while. So, I mean... But I'm... Dude... It just rewatch Top Gun if you have not seen it in a while. Have you seen All the Right Moves? No. Uh, all the Right Moves is a great movie. Am I going to go down this path of you rediscovering the golden? Because I'll tell you what, if you if you liked him in Top Gun, oh, fuck this yeah. is a movie when he was actually a son of a, uh, I, I want to say they were coal uh, coal miners or they worked in an iron mill. And the only way out of that town was football or dead. And that was it. 
and he needed a football scholarship to go to college because everybody was too poor. And mm-hmm. actually had um, Hayden Fox, the guy who played uh, Hayden Fox. I can't remember his name right now. Craig, Craig T. Nelson the, played coach. Uh, and he was the football coach, and he went through a whole thing with that. And if you like Top Gun, go watch all the right moves because it was a great movie too. Dude, after watching Top Gun, I'm tempted to watch Cocktail. Great movie too. You're a huge fan of Cocktail? Huge. All this critical reception of that movie was like everybody shits on everything. <laughs> everybody shits on everything. That's like the new social media thing. If Dude, I can, what's up with that too? I can take a shit on it. I will. Instead what are you talking about that? I feel like more and more people are going to shit on it. It's so much fun for people to just shit yeah. on things. Which is easier to praise something and catch heat over it, or to shit on it like everybody else and get glazed over. Everybody shits on something. And we talked about that in previous shows sure. where people don't realize the work it takes to put in to make something. Sure. And then they dismiss a, it with as much it, as a sentence. Exactly. And, and who does that? And I fucking hate them because they're Satan's spawn, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and so I've said God. it before. It, well, I'm sorry. I really believe you know You get so Jonesy. You, you get so Alex Jonesy when we talk about Rotten Tomatoes. ask any of those stars and what do they say about getting a movie made? What? It's a fucking miracle. Yeah, it's a every, nightmare. It's a nightmare, but it's a hundred movies that are started never make never it. make it, and, and it's 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 a rare few that actually go through production, finish, get everything done, and get released on time. We've talked about movies where studios have went bankrupt and they sat on a shelf for three years and got sold during Chapter Eleven, and then they came fully out fully completed like, movies, fully complete movies. It is a fucking sheer miracle. After you live, listen to Kevin Smith. You listen to actors and actors and, and actresses and, and producers and directors just to get a fucking movie. It's terrifying movie. for all those people, by the way, too. People sure. are like, oh, fuck producers. And I'm like, oh, just the people putting up the capital. Putting up the cash. Hoping that, you're, Ma- making hoping sure that your works. idea works. Absolutely. It fucking blows my mind when they're like, it's oh, really hard to do. Fuck the executives. And, and I'm I like, don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about just from listening to people. Yeah. And the thing is, it's too easy to shit on something. And, and that's the reason I wanted my tirades a long time ago and I stopped doing them. But I'll say it for the last time. Go see it yourself and form your own opinion. Because Cocktails and Dreams, uh, All the Right Moves, Top Gun. He had a string of movies in there that was just fantastic from the 80s. And I liked them. I'm sorry. No. Did, were they going to change or revolutionize or form this, some dramatic social thing? No. It, but was it fucking entertaining? The Firm, another great movie. The best The best example. It was a lawyer. You might like that one. Here's an example I can draw for our younger audience. Okay. Because I feel like this translates really well as an analogy over to music. There's some music you listen to when you're just trying to have a crazy time. Right. You're not expecting any, like, refined sound. Like Little little Pump. Little Pump is a rapper that's famous for, like, super repetitive hooks and just crazy beats. Uh Uh-huh. And I would say some movies are Little Pump. And when you're in a little pump mood, yeah, put on put on an, an old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Put on – because you don't watch those things for an amazing back-and-forth dialogue. No. No. This isn't this isn't a fucking no. war room you drama. Put, you didn't put on Total Recall for the the, no. s- the, the when I put on Total Recall. Here's I what I want to see. I want to see Arnold shooting bad guys and try Titra. Those are the two things I want to see. A three I had to pick that one. I want to see a three titted woman and bad guys dying. And Arnold and you and, get all that and in Total Recall. I want Arnold by the end of every shirt with like at, at the end of every movie with his shirt ripped, yeah. holding an Uzi, about to have sex with a woman. That's and you know what? Every you you probably described just about every movie at the end. Oh, it's so great. He's standing there from a racer to all Half of them. Half ripped shirt. 
Uh, always looking like a pistol. There's, there's always like some vague brunette or blonde that's sure. resting her head on his chest, and it's like, oh, this is just the greatest. Every thing ever. dude's dream. They just sure. want to be the action hero. Uh, well, uh, but it's true. I mean, come on. But those movies. But you're talking about all the movies, and those are more '90s movies. Well, but that's what I, I grew up on '90s yes, action movies. Well, come on. That was my base of like getting into movies. Die Hard. Well, uh, here's the other thing. You talk about uh, '80s movies uh, or '90s movies. Even we all know bloated. Painted on hair, Steven Seagal. Yeah. Okay. Hard, I remember you showed me Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill. Uh, uh, and his other movies are just fantastic. When they actually took Mason him seriously. Storm. Yeah. And out they for made, justice. They made him really serious in these movies. Oh, my God. They were shocked. so fucking good at that time. And then you can actually look up interviews with fans where they're like, oh, my God, he's so badass. He's so, no, he, he really does. Literally, some, these chicks in, like, biker jackets, like, oh, my God, he kicks so much ass. It's amazing. And I'm like, holy shit, really? And how many times? Now he's he, laughed at. He's a complete meme. He is, he's he a, is a meme. He's a cop in, like, Louisiana. Yep. But it's so funny to me that back in the day he had like people screaming like, "Oh, don't fuck with Steven Seagal! No. He'll fuck you up, bro!" Which was, <laughs> and, but if you asked anybody who knew anything about martial arts, it was such bullshit because they were like, he could never, you know, hurt anybody. Those moves were from like the 14th century, well, or whatever. Then, uh, but nobody then, knew back then. Combat was um, like uh, mixed martial arts was Mark Coleman body slamming people into affinity. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. You're talking about Steven Seagal. You want to talk about his best pictures? You're talking about Above the Law, Hard to Kill, Mark for Death, Out Above for Justice. Above the Law is good. Fantastic movie. Uh, Hard to Kill was another good movie. Mark for Death, another good movie. Out for Justice. Under Siege on Deadly Ground. It started to wane. Dude, I'm telling you. But gets- you, you, go back to, you go back to Under Siege 2, another good movie. And then, I'm sorry to we say. We can talk about this, though. It starts to... It, starts it, it to, definitely starts to starts wane. to tail off after those movies. But, but here's the real question. But those all those movies were great. Here's the real question: Is cheesy bad? I don't think so. Not people if get just so turned. People get so turned off at anything that's cliche, anything that's cheesy. But I grew up on cliche and cheesy. When you're watching movies like The Last Action Hero, oh, great movie, where it's so, where they're just playing up tropes and cliches yeah, to make fun of them. It's a parody. That's the, the whole point. A parody. Absolutely. And just watching the movie, I was like, this is the pite because they took it so cheesy sure. and so intentionally ridiculous yeah. that it made it better for me because I was like, oh, my God, the writers are self-aware. And I just feel like if the audience could be self-aware and know what they're getting into before they watch it or before they watch movies like that, they would enjoy them so much more. And very rarely can you go back to an, uh, a movie after a period of time and enjoy it. There's not a lot of movies that will carry like that. But uh, my problem is I've watched them all 32 fucking times. All those Steven Seagal movies I just told you about, I own them all. So we always had those on. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. But you're, look who you're talking to. This is a guy who watches every Bigfoot movie that comes out. <laughs> I do. We do watch some things. I w- my monster movies are fucking gold. When you're as open as to watching movies as we are, yeah, you got to watch you're, everything. You're going to catch some trash fish in the net. You're going to go through a lot of shit. Before you find the diamond. But just like Aladdin, you find that diamond in That's the right. rough, I'm baby. That's right. I'm telling you. That's just the way it is. And then you'll find a lamp. You get to rub it. Get and a genie. And guess what stuff. I wished for? One of my wishes was the Top Gun sequel. Make it, it happen. I'm telling you, if anything goes to serve, if the script's going to be good, the actions, he's going to do all his own fucking stunts and again. I'm a huge Val Kilmer fan. I told you, the, the music video from Kiss from a Rose made, oh, yeah. me, made me like Val Kilmer's Batman. 
but, but, but that was a decent – he was such a big actor at the time. you got to remember. It wasn't until later on when – he had health issues and got a little crazy with his he own had stuff. Cancer. Yeah, he got a little crazy with his own stuff. But you're talking about a guy again in Val Kiss, Kimmer. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. One of the greatest unsung movies ever. Because it's, it's a parody of so many different uh, things. Uh, it's, it's a parody of Hollywood. Yes. And how ridiculous it is. We had, uh, you had. It's what? a parody of action movies and the overblown violence. But you had the guy who actually wrote. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., the guy who wrote Predator. Black was actually the guy who wrote Shane that. Shane Black? Shane Black wrote that, produced it. I think he directed it too and wrote it and put it out. That was such a great movie. But think about how many amazing films that Val Kilmer's been in though. Tombstone. Oh my God. That's I mean, like my favorite Western of all fucking His time. scene in Tombstone where he, he goes to the final battle oh, yeah. in place of Kurt Russell. Right. He, he, he borrows the badge from Kurt Russell on his deathbed dying of tuberculosis and he's sitting there and he goes well if I don't see you again doc and and I just wanted to give this to you and he rides out ahead of Kurt Russell and, and just when he's Michael being standing there and and he thinks it's Kurt Russell coming out and when he, he walks up and he goes doc Holliday, and when he says I'm your Huckleberry dude I just want to like fucking stand up and just start fucking scene. it's such a fucking great scene I'm like a little kid I get giddy oh cause it's, it's an awesome scene I mean, that's one of the best shootout scenes ever. That's before masculinity was toxic, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. I'm not going to touch that. I tried to bait that. you. You didn't take I'm it. I'm not going there. Abstained. I'm not going to go there. But, I mean, that is probably my all-time favorite Western of all time. I mean, you had Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Kurt Russell, Powers Booth, of course, Val Kimmer. Fucking what's-his-face from the, the ranch? Sam. I just said Sam Elliott. Oh, yeah, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Best he, voice in Hollywood, yes. period. I Beats mean, out James Earl Jones in no, my opinion. No, 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 no. There's James Dude. Earl Jones. He's there on the same level. Same Listen level. to those Ford ads where he's like, here at Ford, we make it's the, Yeah, but. He drips Western. I know, Well, when you think of Cowboy. There's only one person I think about, and that is Sam Elliott, is a cowboy. I mean, come on. But, I mean, when you talk about Val Kilmer, he had such great movies. I mean, come on, man. He Top Gun. Uh, Will wasn't, wasn't terrible, but wasn't great. But he did The Doors, which was good. He did Thunderheart, a great movie about an FBI agent on an Indian reservation hunting down a killer. He was part Indian. Then he went Tombstone. And then probably one of his greatest movies of all time that I've seen like 80 times, Heat. Robert De Niro, Tom Sizemore, Val Kimmer, and what's his name? The guy from Machete. Um, oh, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. They're four guys who love to rob shit. And, and of course, you have Al Pacino trying to take him down. And it is just a fucking great movie. Not good. It's great. So let's diagnose this. Why did these action movies fall out of favor? They didn't. People stopped watching them. I just don't know why. Because you, the, I don't, I don't have an explanation it, it, for that. It, it was popularized in the eighties. That's when this kind of burst on the scene, right? Yeah, you had, you had kind of like the the primordial films, the kind of like the Genesis, yeah, but, like Dirty Harry, that kind of got people started in the later seventies. Yeah, but you had John Wayne before that. I watched films with my father, John Wayne. You know, oh, but that was in the spaghetti western time. No, no, John Wayne actually started doing World War Two movies. He was actually uh, you, you remember that really racist movie where he played Genghis Khan. Yes, I did. That was a terrible thing. And, and that's one of those instances. But here again, now you're going to pick on something that I have an issue with. I talked about this week on Instagram and I talked about it on Twitter. 
the probably the smartest person in Hollywood right now is Glenn Close because she want to know what she said. They're right. having this whole controversy with Rub and Tug. That's Scarlett Johansson. She was going to play a transgender person who's evidently in charge of uh, what are the, where they get a massage parlor. Yeah, and of course, Rub and Tug is what it's called. Well, it was going to be like one of the first major films, major where films there was about something exactly. Other than like the Dallas Buyers Club is the only other one I can think of. Well, here's the killer. It wasn't going to get made until she put her name on it and agreed to be the lead. Nobody would put the money in. Nobody would do the mo- the role. Nobody would pay for the movie. She attached her name. Then social media went crazy going, we need a transgender person to play this. This is the, just stupid. How can we not have this? And while we do recognize that there are trans actors and actresses Absolutely. that need jobs, the reason why it got made is because they were marketing it as a Scarlett Johansson movie. Exactly. And nobody would pay because they had a bankable star. Exactly. So when you, once you pin like a Matthew McConaughey exactly. or a Mark Wahlberg, people are going to go see Think it about just based off of that. Would Dallas Buyers Club get made if it wasn't those stars? Ex- exactly. Now, Bro- if we're making art. Would we be making, would we even talk about Brokeback Mountain if it wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger? No. That movie would – Ang Lee would still have that script and, and he'd have it on his desk in his office. That movie would have, in my opinion – Never have gotten made because or it wasn't the right time. Or wouldn't have gotten the, the mainstream critically attention. acclaim and the attention. Absolutely. But, but here, going back to the point that I was making now, they went in outrage and she removed her name from the script and said she's not going to play the role. Guess what? What? Funding's pulled. It's on hold right now. So you know what Glenn Close says? I don't understand what happened to actors being able to play different roles. Actors act. They pretend for a living to yeah. be people. So if now, you can only act as the person you actually are, that's so ridiculous. It makes so no we're sense. having movies, Scarlett Johansson as herself. Yeah, well, <laughs> but but that's what she's saying. I thought actors portrayed other people in other roles and other persons in other roles from uh, from everything on earth, and. She finally – one person had the balls to come out and say it and she actually said it. That yeah. Why actors, did – Why can't actors act? Why did they cast Charlize Theron for Monster when they could have just gotten an ugly chick who was able to handle a six-shooter? Well, it, it, you know? It, this, it's the, because the she is, was acting. Ex- well, it's not only that. You got to pick the person that is – specific to that role to do the role you there's not a, an actor out there with a, a bankable name that can carry off the role uh, so if it's and it's a business you know well, you, have to think that, you just of course up, you can't make art just for the right. sake of art well you just brought up um from lincoln what was his name daniel day lewis all right did we so everybody says he had that disease where he's left-handed i can't remember the name of the disease where the heart's midlining your chest and you have a problem with your pulses and everything. And I can't remember the disease. So did we have to find an actor who had that disease just to play that role, just like Abraham Lincoln? Mm-hmm. Are we taking an acting job from him? Or can we get Daniel Day-Lewis to do the role? You see what I mean? I so, think it's a bit different. <laughs> now, Seeing as how like mm, – which transgenderism, it's a bit more of a well, lifestyle just, choice and it's a more just, of an aesthetic decision than I, a I, I'm disease. just drawing an, an analysis saying that we don't have to hire a specific person for a role. Actors pretend for a fucking living. If if a great actor wants to do a role and they're attaching their name to it just so it'll get made, let them fucking do it. I mean, Jared Leto did it in Dallas Buyers Club and no one batted a fucking eye. Nobody did. No one batted an eye. Well, you know who's going through that right now? Who's getting killed? On fucking social media, The Rock. Because there's a oh, person yeah, playing. That blew my mind, yeah. dude. You heard about that. I was that, sitting then. there. Go ahead, they tell everybody. Him. Okay. 
Tell him. So the movie Skyscraper came out, and people got mad because he was playing an amputee in the movie. Instead of actually getting an amputee, he was falsely portraying an amputee. Right. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That movie, another instance, nobody would have ever done another Die Hard movie because that's essentially what that movie is. With someone less famous than Bruce Willis. Less famous than – well, if it's not The Rock, that movie doesn't get made. And here's another thing he's getting killed for. There's another instance that they just brought up, his new Jungle Cruise movie. They have – he's playing the main star. Uh, What's her name from – uh, John Kaczynski's wife, Emily Blunt, is playing uh, 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 the secondary role, the female interest. He's playing the main role. They're supposed to fall in love, and she's got a gay brother. And now they hired a straight actor to play it, comedian. People are really mad. And people are going crazy about that right now. So here's the thing. That's bizarre. Well, people can't act. I was going to say. They can't explain, act. Okay, and here's the thing. Okay, I think it's kind of self-defeating. And here I'll explain why. All right, let's think. If art gets made, right? Yeah. And it and it helps spread the message of transgenderism. If that's the if that's the rights that you want to get advanced, that's the right. platform you want to get advanced. You want your voice to be heard. The way you do that is by bringing in people who would not get exposed to your community right. without those stars Bur- drawing attention to it. And then they start interacting with it. Think about sure. Will and Grace. Will and Grace was made. None of the actors are gay. One is. Oh, wait, which one? Yeah, one not who, Will. The one who played Jack? Yes. Okay, well. Okay, fine. One. Well, the one who played Will is not gay. No, he's not. But what they Married did, with kids. What they did for the gay rights, they made gays palatable to the... Well, it's not even palatable. No, they brought, brought I, it to the forefront so people no. could actually see their lives. See that they no, were funny. They were real people. It was okay to laugh. I had to tie a bow on it because saying the gays were finally made palatable sounds bad. That's it not, does sound that's really not bad. not what I was saying. Okay. They made them palatable to people who grew up with parents constantly telling them that gay is wrong, gay is bad. Yeah. And Will and Grace portrayed them as how they actually are. Gay people are just people, people. who are gay. Exactly. And they lived normal lives. They had jobs. All the time. And whereas to people in that generation before, they were this other. Yeah. But, that, that wasn't known. Yeah, but... Uh, but the, and I'm saying if you want tran- transgenderism to get out there and more people be accepting... Let somebody play the role so people can see it. Bring people in like Will and Grace. Not only that, let Scarlett Johansson play the role if she wants to play the role because actors act. They pretend to be something. I know, but I was making an appeal to what their their goals are. I understand. I think that's a much better argument to win them over. You're right. Yeah. That actors act. But I think a much better way to convey that to them is like, look, if you want to get your message out there, this is how you get it out there. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, Because if you make a film... With people who are transgender, sheerly for the transgender cause, then the only people who are going to see that are supporters of transgender. That's it. But if Scarlett Johansson's in that role, other people are going to go see it. Exactly. That's the whole thing. People and, who are open. And it, got, it, it had funding. Because somebody was willing to do it. But now that she's not in it, rumors are it's not going to get made because nobody wants to pay it. Just, just stuff to think about. I just I just want yeah. to try to get that out there for people to possibly hear sure. about that and think, oh, what am I doing when I'm shutting down those films? What am I doing when I'm making actors pull out a role? But here's the thing again. Can, just can everybody just, like not shit on everything? It's all okay. It'll be okay. Let's see it and see what we think of it first. Well, no, when you're <laughs> – Let's just see it before before we shit on it. That's yeah. it's so easy to be so negative on something so quickly. And, and my thing is, not everything is terrible. 
You know? I usually, when I see angry tweets tearing stuff down, I usually picture it's, like, just some random dude named Gary. And he's working at, like, a Circle K, and he's cleaning. Oh, wow. Wait, 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 wait. And he's like, okay, no, it's not bad to work at a Circle K. No. But not Robin You're not Banks. letting me finish. You're not letting me finish. Because you're killing me. But Gary is 56, <laughs> and he doesn't have a lot of prospects, so he's like, you want to know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shit on people. I'm going to shit on people who made it because I wanted to be a singer, goddammit. But my dad told me singing was gay. Well, well, I won't even go there. Let's just say there's there's bitter people sitting on the couch. Exactly. I picture a bitter person like Gary. I see you, Gary. What's up, bitch? Well, my thing is, I'm not going to identify. I love, I love oh, how you make me so you uncomfortable. You're doing it again. Oh All I'm fuck. saying is, is, is uh, I just think that people have to be more open to things. You and, realize what but, I'm but saying, but that, that comes though. from both sides of it. You know what I mean? Let people play roles so it, we can actually see things. To and, cover, and that's to the whole thing. Put it this way: Would we have ever seen Tusk if Kevin Smith didn't go out and get the financing and attach his name to it? No. Would we ever see yoga hoses? would be a fucking fever dream. It would be. It would have been that article in the paper. would have never left anywhere. And yoga hosers should have stayed a fever dream. Well, well we <laughs> won't go there. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I'm a huge fan too, but it, he's right though. Fans, Give it 10 years. Dude, all of Give the Give it 10 years. That was the weirdest thing, being at the screening of yoga hosers. Give it 10 years. And, and <laughs> Give it 10 years because it's true. And having all of the fans... Just be so confused. Oh, they were. And there were some guys just upset. Remember, he was telling stories about giving the money back. Some guy got up and like bitched him out in front of everybody. We were sitting there going, this guy, it's not going well. Kevin Smith's here. You want your 12 bucks back? He's taking his $12 out of his pocket trying to give it to the guy. Sorry I offended you. This is just something I wanted to make. You know, it was his daughter, her best friend. He wanted to work with her. He wrote a script. Johnny Depp was nice enough to come in. And guess what? That movie when it got made if Johnny Depp didn't attach his name to it. And he told that story a million times too. Because the guy goes, who's in the movie? Sure, I got an extra five million if you're going to put Johnny Depp in something and I get to put my name on it. See what I mean? That's and, true. And that's the whole thing. Did we have to go get a, a French guy to be a, a detective with a dick on his nose? No, we got Johnny Depp to do it. One of the greatest actors on the face of the earth. Dude, by the way, I want to just lay this out Uh-oh. a staunch defense for of the pirates of the caribbean franchise it's a, it's not a bad franchise all five of the movies are good all five of them. they're not bad the the wor- the weakest one the weakest mine. one is the fourth one yes and totally. even that one is okay it's not terrible it's okay it's not and so let's the just fifth calm down the fifth wasn't like all gold either but the fourth was definitely let's the worst let's calm down and stop calling jack sparrow a metrosexual junkie Let's stop doing that. That's fucked up, guys. I don't like you doing it. <laughs> yeah, you can tell Cameron's a fanboy. Come on, man. I like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a very likable franchise. Well, it's one of your favorites. And how, how rare but it's is over. it? How rare is it that someone can actually make a movie with a pirate aesthetic that's good? It's a it's m- fucking it's rare. A f- it's a miracle that that franchise went five films. Most made, pirate movies suck. Made dick. over, I think it was four billion dollars for five movies. Made not not. And probably took home two or three billion. So it well made its money back. I think each film, even if each of five films, two and a half billion. So I think it did four and a half billion gross worldwide. So you're still talking about making two a billion dollars. Okay. It's a lot of cheddar. It's a lot of cheddar. So <laughs> those movies did fucking great. Okay. But again, Disney's done with that. They're, they're riding that fucking horse called The Rock, smacking it on the ass right now, trying to. Make sure that's going to produce. Their, their new horse is a six-foot-four Samoan man. Yeah. 
who's trimmed down. Have you seen the fucking Dude, pictures of him? He, he looks, looks like he lost a hundred fucking pounds. Uh, I, and he ain't got a hundred pounds to lose. He did not have a hundred pounds of fat at all. At all. I think. Dude, he had very low body fat. I was like, uh, where the fuck is this guy losing the weight? He trimmed the fuck down. He looks GQ'd out. Because if you look at Skyscraper and you look at the Instagram pictures of him and the, and the, and on the Twitter feed of him because he's doing commercials. He's Mr. Fucking Social Media. You see him doing commercials with Emily Blunt on on everything uh my uh, what is it um i can't remember what movie she did but if you see those two a it, quiet place oh she did a quiet place but she's also not my fair lady but the other one but um if you see those pictures of him it's it's miraculous what his fucking trainer and he's doing i just don't know how the fuck he does and it. then he you know he's going to have to bulk back up What's he doing after, after that? He's doing Hobbs and Shaw, oh, which is that's a Fast right. and the Furious spinoff. That's right. That's true. That films after the Jungle Cruise. So he talks about it. Him and his trainer outline this like year of severe training, where he's yeah. going to go from literally letting his body eat itself. Because when you have that level of muscle he's and that level lean. of fat, well, he was trying he to be true to the character. He literally has to use some muscle, yeah, because there weren't two hundred and fifty pound no some Amazon black Samoan ca- dudes, Amazon captains. <laughs> there just weren't. And he's going to have to beef back up. They're going to put him on this crazy strict protein regimen to get back to where he was when he was playing Hobbs, which was almost like 300 pounds of fucking muscle. And he was just enormous in that last Fast and the Furious movie. In Holding that freaking, uh, what was it, a 50 cal uh, fucking machine gun. He's a big boy in those movies. Unbelievable. I mean, there's just no way. I like Vin Diesel, but that fight with the wrench, I'm sorry, folks. Dude, The Rock would beat the fuck out of Vin Diesel. Yeah, he would just snap him literally in fucking half. I'm sorry. Vin Diesel's all of 5'9". On a good day. On a good day, but and not that he's not a small guy, and like you said, not tough, but he is just nowhere near this fucking size of size matters, arm. bro. That's why the mountain may not know a lot of refined fighting techniques, but he'll fucking crush my skull. Yeah, just like literally, like in like on the show. Yeah, where well, he s- takes that guy's head and just goes. He was working out with 850 pounds in death. He said the death live re- record. That was on our Twitter feed. You remember that? And bare bare feet. It was like. Like, what was it? I can't even remember how many pounds. It was over a half a ton. He was working out with, I told you, he was working out with 850 oh, repping God, it. it was fucking insane. He's a monster, bro. Up. He's a but monster. And you see his girlfriend, all the 5'3". Yeah, he it's picked, crazy. He has to pick her up so they can make out. It's crazy. I mean, for her, for him, though, it's like, he just picks her up. Yeah. This fucking guy, dude. It's unreal. Yeah. He was doing incline bench with, like, what was this on his Instagram? Yeah. It was 150 pounds more than I incline bench. That's and he was working out. No, but... No, no. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't say that right. He was doing incline bench with 150 more pounds than I flat bench. Right, right. This guy is... He's, he's a monster. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I, another guy's got a whole bunch of movies coming out. I also was talking about is actually Will Smith. He's actually set to do a whole bunch of movies coming out right now. Suicide Squad was put on hold. So he's going to... Good. He, oh, well. No more. Well, it looks like that's. I'd love to see him as Deadshot, but uh, David Ayers needs to take it, take it easy, bro. Yeah, it's just not going to get. His last couple of scripts have had serious pacing issues. Bright and uh, Suicide Squad. Well, he's going to do. He's going to do Bad Boys for Life, and then he's going to come out with a Bright Two, and then I bet fucking David Ayers is doing Bad Boys. 
Probably. Isn't that what he's from? Yeah. So he's going to do Bad Boys for Life, Bright 2, the Netflix show. He's doing – that was actually probably one of their best films that ever came out with on Netflix. It was pretty good. I liked it a lot. I've seen it three times. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then but Especially by uh, Hollywood standards. I think it, it was definitely one of the best movies Netflix put out originally. Absolutely. But by Hollywood standards, it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, Netflix, to me, they need to step their shit up because it's really we talked into about the, that. the B network We're sitting movies. down going through the catalog. I'm like, okay, so it's all their original content, which only the five of those shows contend with HBO on any That's real it. level. Only five of them. Yeah. And they're creating a lot of shows. We heard about cancellations. Yeah. Two new cancellations just went through. Yeah, they canceled. Um, Michelle Wolf, Wolf and uh, someone else. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, they're throwing shows oh, at uh, fucking everyone. Uh, Joel McHale. They oh, Joe McHale. Yep, those now, are the I'm two shows. a little sad about Joe McHale. Yeah, me too. I like I, Joe McHale. Everybody liked his show. I just, people just didn't receive it well. Because it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's and hard it just, to view. It didn't get picked up again. So, unfortunately, he's really funny. I liked his show. I, I liked the Joe McHale show. It was just. Netflix is becoming this thing that I really don't like. Before, they used to have stuff that we loved watching. Watching, yeah. Old no. movies that we could reminisce with. Not that much. New movies that were coming out. And TV shows that we had loved. Yeah. But now what Netflix is becoming is, here's our original content and fuck off. Yeah. Pretty much. And there's so a ton you of, go. Ton of and shit. it's either B movies that are not their original right. content or their original content. So you're like, okay, am I going to watch this movie called Tyr- Tyranitar versus Super Croc? Yeah. Or am I going to watch a Netflix original series? Yeah. No, that's what it's going and to. And I actually found myself the other week closing Netflix watching Amazon Video because it gives yes. me what I want. It or, has older or, movies and older TV or shows. Or Hulu, which uh, your brother and your mom watch constantly. Hulu's killing it. Uh, they are killing we it. We said Hulu was going to lose the streaming war. Well, they uh, turned up the fucking heat. They turned up the dot, but. They are saying on on social media that they've this year they'll lose like a billion and a half dollars. I don't see how. They always say this shit like movies. This is the worst movie season for the entire year. That was 2017, and now I'm still not buying. I just don't believe that bullshit. You know what I mean? And I actually had to watch really old movies on Netflix because there's nothing on. Because if you start to look at things, and we'll talk about that in our next podcast. All their series that we all like are starting to come out in September and October and November. I found my Netflix burying some movies. <sighs> Did I tell you about this? What? Okay, so I I looked I was trying to look up like other movies that weren't Netflix movies. Right. And I was having trouble finding them. Oh, you were put on the algorithm, that's why. Yeah, so I'm yeah. scrolling through and like No, you can't see I had to scroll shit. through fifty movies to find the movie I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. To get out of the Netflix realm. It, what you have to actually do is you have to do two things. You have to go in to search and hit A and look at movies to start with an A and go through the alphabet to find different things because they've already pigeonholed you. And then the second thing you have to do is go by actor. I just watched Cinderella Man because I'm a huge Russell Crowe fan, uh, fan. So I love that movie from I think it was 2000. Nine or two thousand. Still good. Still, still fucking, fucking great. great. Movie. That's one of those ones. It's too emotionally taxing for me. I I need because I watch it and I'm like, I holy! Do- it's I so cathartic. It was such a good movie. If you haven't seen that yet, that's one of the few great movies that are on Netflix right now. Plus, it's where Russell Crowe finally gets a shot to show off his like true acting, acting ability. Yeah, that, and he followed up that with a beautiful mind. Ron Howard's his guy. Fuck yeah. So think about that. And he won. An, I think he won an Oscar for a beautiful mind. So he turns around and he does Cinderella Man, which if you haven't seen it, it's with you know this Renee Zellweger. We still 
kind of remember what she looked like at that time. Another Before person. she became a kabuki mask? Unbelievable. <laughs> and then, <laughs> it's true, man. No she, disrespect. No disrespect. <laughs> still a very beautiful woman. But of course. She, she was so gorgeous in Jerry Maguire and in Cinderella Man. And you just go, Dude, just, just, leave yourself just alone. Age. Are, are, it's okay if you get a wrinkle. I still think you're attractive. Meryl Streep did it, dude. I have no she's problem. She's aged gorgeously. Because so she just steered into it. Jamie Lee Curtis. Steered uh, into it. I'm sorry, man. Roll with it. It still works. But um, I just watched Cinderella, man. Fantastic fucking movie. Give it a fucking chance. But it wasn't a Netflix original. No. Their, their movies are shit. They really are. I watched Extinction. Extinction. Sorry. Michael Dude, Pena. that was... I watched it. It's definitely a B movie. I mean... Me and uh, Brandon, fan of the show. Yeah, Brandon. Friend of the show. Yes. We were, we were talking about that. And Good. Well, uh, there were I some like things I liked about it, but it, yeah, but you know it what? felt cheap. And it was like, it shouldn't feel it cheap. It didn't feel like it had depth. It was a B movie. It's a six. I, I still enjoyed it. Still look forward to seeing it. But would I watch it again? I don't know. Should I, Will I tell people to go see it? If you're a B-movie fan, I think it's worth the watch. Simply because it's entertaining, but it's not above and beyond. You know what I mean? It's not something fantastic. Definitely worth the watch. But um, they're missing the mark. But they're really starting to push their their – you know they're they're award winning and they're. I constantly feel like back. I'm being sold something when I'm on Netflix. Yeah, oh, where it's like, oh, here's here's oh, a, and they'll push that's what I wanted to and they'll about. choose some people to push like super fucking hard, where there'll be trailers. Like um, some comedians will have like trailers after everything I watch yeah. on Netflix. Well, did you heard what happened with that giant blow up? Well, what I didn't want to interrupt you, but there was a huge backlash against Netflix because you know how you binge watch shit. It goes mm. from one episode to another to another. Occasionally you stop and ask you if you're still watching. Oh, I think I heard about this. Yes. What they started doing was you'd watch an episode and then they'd slide a fucking commercial in for something else that's theirs. Yeah. And then you'd have to wait until 15 seconds and then click on to what you previously are watching. People Let went me say this. Let me say this. Shit. Let me say this right now. They lost that's why we got Netflix! Yeah, for no commercials. I don't want to watch commercials. That's why I paid the money. Yeah, that's why we're paying 20 bucks a month. We'll watch it because there's no commercials. There's no point if you start doing commercials for your other ads. Yeah. I'm fine with trailers at the end yep. of a show. Yep. If it's the end of a movie and you want to show me a trailer for another movie I might like. While the credits are running? That's Fine. More power to you. But I'm a trailer guy. do not guy. stop me when I'm binging a show. No shit. Mid-time for a trailer. And it did that like twice for me for like a comedy special. And I'm it's like, doing it. it's what the doing fuck? It I'm watching a sitcom. Well, people people are watching their sitcoms, which are only like 23 minutes long. So you're sitting there watching your show for 23 minutes. And literally, you got to sit there for another 30 seconds while they advertise some of their shit in between the next episode. And people are just losing their fucking minds on the on, on They the probably pulled internet. back on that real quick. Well, they start apologizing for it. They're still doing it. What they did now is you can actually click back and get off of it before you had to actually sit through it until this week. So that's a actually, fucking problem. They changed it. So people, I'm telling you, people, people are starting to wise up. Their fucking mind Not saying that. we're clairvoyant, but we did say this was going to happen. You can look back. I think this is one thing that our show has gotten right. Yeah. Since the streaming wars started around the start of our show. Yeah. We have like approximately 18. I think we have like uh, 15, 15 months ago. We have five episodes where we pretty much we you can about look back wars. sage-like predictions yep. where we were like okay 
we're starting to see it. We saw the writing on the wall with Netflix yep. where they're like, oh, they're really starting to push their original content. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to phase out old content they altogether. Have to. They don't have a choice because all the IPs are going to go to their own streaming service. And they make money off of their own shows. Absolutely. They don't really make as much money off of streaming the no, old episodes of The Office. Exactly, because they're leasing it. And once they make it, if they can make it cheap enough, they own it for fucking ever, and those movies will constantly roll through, and those shows will constantly roll through, roll through their content for you. But I'm telling you this. I'll watch The Office over and over again. I'll watch Friends over and over again. I'm not yeah. watching Luke, Luke Cage over and over again. It, that show didn't work for me. But That's what I'm saying. I, I, to be honest with you, I mean, I like Jessica Jones. I'm just not finding myself watching that again. I love Daredevil. Not finding myself Why watching that again. I'm not finding myself watching – Is it – Watching The Punisher. Is it the saturation of streaming content or is it the fact that they're just not up to snuff? I don't – it just didn't – didn't not maybe saying didn't that those shows me. are terrible. No, they're just not. Saying that they they're just not, didn't reach me because – And you don't feel like coming back to them? No. I mean we all – and and here's one of the shows that stood the test of time. There's actually three of them that you'll constantly see or people are still watching. Friends – People have rediscovered that fucking show in reruns and it watches it forever. They're starting to find the younger generations are finding the show and still and connecting. It's still with connecting it. with it. And also Seinfeld and also Frasier and The Office. I would say The Office Parks, more so than Frasier. Probably more than that. But Parks and Rec is another show that people are fucking gravitating to. Those are to. like the big four. I would say so. And people still come back to those. Over I see, and over I see and high school kids again. now. I think um, one of my friend's little brother's was making, like, office references. That's hysterical to me. And I was like, holy shit. And I made, like, a friend's joke, and, like, 14-year-old kids were laughing. I'm like, this is... Oh, bizarre. This is bizarre. I, mean, I was the show like, was in the 80s and 90s, and it's still carrying over to today. Yeah, you hit him up like the... years later. The how you doing, the yeah, Joey. The, how you doing, and everybody fucking knows exactly who you're talking to. We're talking about. And especially with Monica about being cleanly. And then, and it's not to say that Netflix hasn't had flashes of brilliance. No. Narcos. Uh, Ozark. Yes. Shows like that. Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Orange is the New Black. You need to start pimping those shows more and more instead of showing us this They're other content connecting. that just has me kind of scratching my head with yeah. some of these. Well, the problem is we're waiting for those shows we just named to come back again. And Ozark wasn't on for like 18 months, it felt like. And now they're finally coming back with a season of that. Finally. Finally. It's at the end of this month. That's but the problem with having Game of Thrones right now. Uh, yeah. Absence does make the heart grow fonder, but only to a certain point. Yeah, you start getting And then you off. start forgetting. Fuck it. Why should I watch it? Why so do I'm I like, care? And it just got delayed again. Did it really? Yeah. That's insane. Well, It's, it's already been off for 18 that. months. I know. And it's weird you should say that because literally every character... Literally said has has tweeted something because I have him on my feet because I'm a huge fan. Every character from uh, GOT has come on and tweeted, "Oh, you're gonna love the ending. You're gonna love the ending." Jamie and uh, uh, um, Tyrion and and uh, the 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 which one's the assassin? The little girl. Arya Stark. Arya. Arya. All of them. Literally all of them have come on and oh, you're never gonna guess the end. You're never. Oh, you're gonna love the end. You won't be disappointed. And it was funny you say that. Then they turn around and announce there's another fucking delay, which is just insane to me. And I'll see Netflix doing kind of the same stuff with their really famous series, where they take long a long time to pull out a season they do meanwhile meanwhile they're putting up all this weird stuff like i i just watched a documentary it was maria shriver's project oh no i didn't know she that. did with um arnold and her daughter it right. was kind of their project together it was a documentary on adderall no i didn't know and that. its uses on like college campuses and in professions yeah. it was interesting but i'm like Not this great. isn't 
This isn't premiere content, man. It isn't. No. It's like an. It, it was in documentary that like it's on level of quality with like Vox or a telecom like Comcast. Like yeah, but it, we'll go it back to the same thing. The shows that actually resonate with people, not Mom. Comcast Viacom. Viacom, but but I mean even like Lost in Space that reboot. They just redid the first season once again, and people fucking love that show. People were off the hook about it. It's back in production. When the fuck are we going to see that again? You know, 10 episodes was fucking great. And then now they're talking about, oh, well, did everybody, are we just making it too binge easy for everybody? Because Hulu actually had their series called Castle Rock, and they're doing that once a week now. Now, the problem with that is, is I go over occasionally and trying to catch up. I have a fucking problem with that because, you know what? I'm not three. Give me the fucking show. I know it's done. It's done. Uh, it's You're literally just manufacturing yes, demand. Demand. Because you I, have the supply. Exactly. Because I just I just heard Mark Bernard talk about it on Fat Man on Batman. Uh, he just went to the premiere. They have all fucking, I think it's 10 or 12 episodes, are done. It's been fucking done. You know? And he's moved on to Treadstone, which is another great series they're talking about. You know what Treadstone's from. That's from the Born Identity. Treadstone was... Oh, was the, the organization that makes the assassins. Yes. So uh, USA bought an entire season. USA and is one of the networks that has been upping the quality did. of their fucking content. Animal Kingdom. Shooter. Shooter. Shooter got canceled. It did. Yeah, no shit. No shit. Mid-season three. I know. I know. Wow. You're a fucking mother. Oh, when I told God. her that, she was like, you devastated. Wow. Very good show. I don't know why it didn't click with anybody. I was devastated by that. I just, I had something else I was just. Do you want to know why? Because, dude. Oh. Why? It's so upsetting. It's because it has continuity. I'm telling you that's really? why. Really? I just thought because it was a Because if you didn't show. see prior seasons, you wouldn't really understand what's going on in the third uh, season. See? I'm, I think that's what it was. And continuity know. can sometimes hurt shows. <laughs> Because you turn it on, it's like 24, where you turn it on in the fourth season, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Going on? I don't know. I kind of liked it. I like Shooter. I was a fan. I, I was, was kinda, a huge fan. I was kind of devastated to hear it got canceled. But Treadstone is picked up. Uh, it's, it didn't go pilot. What happened with that was is they were talking back and forth on whether they were going to do just a pilot show. And I think Amazon Prime mm -hmm. started talking to the company making it and going, uh, so uh, you want to show us your pilot? And, and USA went, oh, fuck you. We we're going to order an entire season. You're go. Yeah. We don't want you to go to Amazon Prime. So they just bought it. At least they're being season. proactive. You see the other – and they're trying to up the uh, like the uh, they're trying to push the boundaries of sure. what is allowed from the FCC on cable, <sighs> which I like. I like seeing that. FX curses. They say fuck shit. Piss. FX is doing great. They've FX already been doing is great. Off the fucking hook with Atlanta. They're doing that other one, which is um, the one about rock cocaine in the eighties. Oh fucking! Uh, oh my Snowflake God. or or something snow. I think it's called snow. I can't remember the exact name. It's we'll, really. Fucking we'll find. Good. It's fucking great. It's actually about the Iran Contra. I think I'm like four episodes in that. Well, that's definitely worth to watch, and that's something I catch every week. And that show, I'm worth waiting for because it's that fucking good. Uh, I'll but get the name for the then next Then you podcast. see, like, I see networks like CBS still doing squeaky clean sitcoms. And it's like, I feel like yeah. something's lost there. Not really, because it's still fine and it's Mark. Joey's got one, Man with a Plan. It's in its third season. Yeah, Joey Tribbiani or Joey whatever. Matt LeBlanc? Matt LeBlanc has fucking done it again. He went right from Friends. He did that show. Episodes? Episodes. You've heard me talk about it on podcast. The greatest fucking three-season sitcom in the fucking history of television. It's actually really fucking good. It is it's funny. Fucking hysterical. I'm telling you. 
and laugh out loud. I like Malablanc more than that than I like him He showed he's got acting fucking range. He's more than just a fucking Italian stereotype. Yeah, no shit. He can fucking act, and he is fucking funny, you know? And he showed it in that thing. And I tried watching... I try watching Man with a Plan. It's not really my cup of tea, but it's doing very well. You know, it's like you said, it's a little too clean. I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, you know what? Throw a couple. I'm okay with the curse word. Throw words. some real language yeah. in there. It sounds synthetic. I'm all right to see it. It sounds ass. synthetic because uh, you know what? When normal I'm American okay people are disagreeing exactly. about things, it gets a little raunchy. It does. It gets a little edgy. Yeah. It's okay. I'm all right with that. But, but And what's so wrong with a nipple? Yeah. But uh, you but, know me. I'm always a fan about of the nipple. senseless nudity in yeah, films. Yeah, you are. You are. But that's the funny part that, I mean, again, it's found its niche. It's doing very well. I think it got picked up for its four season. I didn't even know it was on for three. I think it's three. But, I mean, people are fucking loving it. So, I mean, that's what's going on right now. Yeah. Well, guys, you can let us know. What do you think of today's discussion? Kind of talk about, you can let us know. I want to hear about what you think about action movies. Yeah. What do you think about these streaming networks and what they're doing? Because how do you feel about Netflix? Because I feel like it's this been this degenerative thing where it was so attractive when it was first created. We're like, how yeah. does this exist? How do they make money off this? It feels like such a consumer-sided transaction. Nowadays, it's feeling less so, less much so. less so. And, and But August and September are coming. We'll we'll see with the coming of Ozark, yep. and we're gonna get updated on when Mine Hunter's coming is out next. Out. There's a Narcos few is coming out with a new yep. season. Orange and, a new, uh, Orange and the New Black uh, has has rolled out. Uh, there's some shows that are doing it, but again, well, let us know what you think. That's a little bit of what's going on out there right now, and it, I recommend checking out some of those 80 movies we talked about. Oh, for sure, Top Gun is a must see during this week. I'm telling you. And this is a guy who pissed on it with memes. <laughs> well, guys, that'll do it for us. Have a good one, Insomniacs. Peace out. Later. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.